Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett, I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Here we go. Friday, let's go. Rock it on. How's it going out there today? It is Friday. Like I said, Friday. How's everybody doing out there today? Hope everyone has had a fantastic week. Looking to- forwards, uh, towards, forwards, towards, towards, for, well, whatever. Getting ready for the weekend, right? I guess I, I could play some Loverboy, right? Is that, no? Too old? <laughs> All right, guys. Man, made me a... A little drink here, Chris. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I know they're not a sponsor of the show, but whatever. Maybe they will be one day, but uh, Proper 12 Apple. It's new. Pretty damn good. Uh, Chris made a drink the other day. Uh, proper 12 Apple. Uh, smoky, Old Smoky Mountain. Um, salty car- Caramel. 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 Whatever you call it. And he used screwball whiskey, uh, peanut butter. Pretty good. I made the same drink just now. I didn't use screwball. I used Citygate, which is out of the the city of Augustine, St. Augustine. And uh, so it's just a local distillery. Um, and they've got pretty good flavored whiskey there, so that's what I'm using. I have screwball, but I the Citygate's open, so that's what I used. All right. Although those... None of those three are sponsors, but, you know, maybe one day they will be. We'll have to wait and see. All right, guys. A um, couple things real quick Let's, before we get into the show. Before the show, here we go. Uh, forget about our other sponsors to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's christianlawson.com. All right, guys. A couple things. Make sure... The two, if you're on social media, to make sure you follow us at Don't Tread on America. We're on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok for now, as long as TikTok's around. I haven't really <laughs> wasted a whole lot of time messing with TikTok because it looks like it might be going away. But uh, whatever. Um, but the best place to follow us is at our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. There you can watch, you can listen to shows. I did some YouTube for a while before they kept on demonetizing me. If you want to watch some past videos, some past shows, um, but you can also listen to the podcast on the website. I'm working on uh, doing some merch. I'm trying to make it cost feasible for you guys and for me um, to see if it's worth the the time to do it. 
Um, also on that website, you can message us. You can subscribe to the website. You can send me emails through that website if you have any questions, any stories that you that are in your area, whether you're in America or not, and it's you know something you want me to talk about. Um, send it my way, and uh, we'll do what we can do. So uh, also, if you want to follow us on on uh, Twitter, that's uh, dtom underscore seventeen seventy five and me pcgc underscore 1775 all of those platforms you can send us messages you can uh you know ask questions you can do whatever you need like i said i check my emails every day if you subscribe to the website i will get the message like i said every morning when i get up for work it's usually the middle i mean for me it's more i call it morning but it's 11 o'clock at night and uh i go through all my emails and stuff so feel free to email me whenever you so desire. All right, guys, so on the last show, we talked about are we heading towards the collapse of civilization? And I just posed a bunch of questions of things that have happened in history, uh, past shows that I have done about the rise and fall of empires. And um, <clears throat> if, we, if we talk about the collapse of civilization, civilization is kind of a broad word. Because we're really talking about, we're not just talking about our civilization here in this country. But like I said on the show the other day, the world, so goes America, so goes the world. And by that I mean, if America fails, if their currency fails, if our economy fails, the world fails. And it's not, I'm not trying to sit there and say, ha ha, America's big bad, you guys in every other country, you suck. I'm not saying that. Look at the history. Look at the stock market. 1929, the American stock market crashed. What happens to the world stock market? Same thing. Like I said, I could take a dollar bill and go to any country and use that dollar bill. You guys can't be in whatever country you're in and come here and use that dollar bill. You have to get it exchanged. So that's what I mean by civilization if it starts here, if it starts in Europe, if it starts in Great Britain or wherever, it's going to have a trickle effect. And this, all these shows kind of coincide with one another. The 15-minute cities, collapse of civilization, all of these things, are. it's going to be like a domino effect. They're gonna, something's going to have to trigger society to collapse to initiate these 15-minute cities. That's my opinion. Now, what I want to get into on this show... It's January 6th. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I do have some stuff on January 6th. I'm not going to cover it today, but something I'm going to go over on Sunday. And that's the, the question of what happened to the tapes. Tucker Carlson was supposed to be like two days of tapes. There was only one. What happened? But we'll cover that on Sunday. All right. So basically what we're going to do is how to survive the collapse of civilization. Now, when I say that, a lot of people could hear this and say, oh, collapse of civilization. Does that mean we're going to be living in the woods and, and eating berries and stuff? Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. But the, it's, it's a situation where you're looking at a total social breakdown. Major cities gone and the complete collapse of civilization. So, like I said, the question will be, how will you survive in a land with no government or local police? Communities, survivors left to fend for themselves. Now, the question or the additive I would put to this is no government. When, when, when I personally think of civilization collapsing, I don't, I don't think the government per se or maybe the military collapses. I think it turn my my envisionment of a collapse is different than what some of the stories will talk about. Um, this is more of a collapsing of civilization, and it, we're going back to the dark ages, which I'm not saying is 100% inaccurate, but I don't think that's exactly how it's going to be. I think it's going to be more of a government control, martial law collapse of civilization that's my personal opinion 
how will you survive that? You can listen, and I know if you're listening to this podcast, you listen to at least one or five other podcasts. And speaking of which, while you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Follow the show. You'll get your updates. I stick to the Sunday mon- or Sunday, Sunday or Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday rule. Um, I'm getting so much. <laughs> Chris is feeding me so much information. I have ideas. He has ideas. I might start throwing in an extra show here and there. It's not going to be something I'm scheduling. I'm not going to say every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not saying that. But I might pop in a show here and there. If I don't have anything going on on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Saturday, I might start popping up, especially on topical current events information. Like this kind of stuff isn't necessarily topical. This isn't like happening in the news today. This is just ideas that I have in my head. But... If, a th- if something happens on a Thursday and I want to come in and do a quick 30-minute show, like that ever happens, um, if you subscribe to the show, you'll get those alerts. Anyway, so I don't see the collapse personally as being a everyone's fending for themselves. Now, I'm also not saying that most of us aren't going to have to fend for ourselves. The elites, the government, the military... Those people, not so much. People like us, yes. And you listen to other podcasts, and the majority of those podcasts, because I would assume you listen to the same ones or similar ones that I do. And I'll give you a quick rundown, because whatever. I listen to uh, Jack Posobiec. I listen to Bongino. I listen to Tim Pool. I listen to uh, Sam Tripoli, Tim Foil Hat. And uh, those are my pretty much and jesse kelly those are my go-tos i don't necessarily listen to those four or five whatever podcast every day like ten, um uh tinfoil hat sam Tripoli. he only i think he only does two shows a week um and really he pretty much puts whatever he's talking about in the title so if it's something that i think i'm interested in i'll listen to it some of the stuff i might be like yeah really, you know if i have nothing else going on i might listen to it but whatever I listen to Posobiec and Bongino more for a current events type situation. Tim Pool I can take in handfuls because it depends on how <laughs> how he is in his show. And if you listen to a show, you understand what I'm talking about. And Jesse Kelly's just funny. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, each one of those podcasts, each one of them, talk about the collapse of this and the and the buildup of that and the great resets and the NWO. They all kind of cover the same thing. They all cover current events and stuff like that. So I try to, the reason I listen to those guys is so I can copy everything they talk about and bring it to you. No, I'm joking. So I can try to stay away what everybody else is talking about. I try to find the other thing that people aren't talking about. That's what I try to do here. So you're not listening to two, three, four, five different podcasts that talk about the same thing. So that's kind of what I like to bring here. But nonetheless, on those, all those other podcasts, and I'm sure there's more that do the same thing. They all talk about buying gold, buying silver from whatever, whoever sponsors their show. I don't know all the gold line, you know, whatever the different companies are. Oh, go to this such and such goldandsilver.com, buy your this, transfer your IRAs, do this, that, and everything. Cool. Um, or they're sponsored, or I shouldn't say or, but end. They're sponsored by My Patriot Supply, by your four-week emergency, your four-month emergency, your six-month emergency, whatever. Cool. And I get it. You have a sponsor. They're paying you money to pimp their products. Cool. And I am not opposed to you buying gold and silver. I've talked about that on this show. I don't have any sponsors like that. But... um. I wouldn't lose any sleep over buying that. If you have, like silver's r- roughly 20, 25 bucks a, an ounce. So if you have an extra 25 bucks or an extra 100 bucks, go buy an ounce, a couple ounces, whatever. If you have that money to just, whatever. The My Patriot Supply stuff, you know, if it's you and your wife or you and your husband, you know, it's, it's pretty expensive especially if you want to get something that you're going to need. Like if, if, if civilization collapses, those emergency food supplies 
aren't really going to do you a whole hell of a lot of good. They're going to do you good for however long they're made to last. If it's four weeks, four months, you know, six months, a year, whatever you got, okay, you're good. But what happens after that? If civilization collapses, it's not going to rebuild as quickly as it collapsed. And it's not even collapsing that quickly. It's, it's a slow trickle. But how will you survive in those situations? There's no grocery stores. There's no Walmarts. There's no Walgreens. There's no drugstores. There's, no, there's nothing. There's no gas stations. There's no, no electricity. How are, how are we, how are you, how am I, how are we going to survive? Oh, I got a generator. Cool. How much gas do you have? Right? There are situations that, and like, okay, oh, I got solar. Cool. Those things aren't really going to matter if the government, if the military seizes your property. We talked about 15-minute cities. How are they going to herd people into these 15-minute cities? How is that going to happen? And like I said on the show the other day, you're going to have participants that are like, let's go. But you're going to have a large chunk of people that's like, I don't know about this. Something, something's funky about this. Especially people that listen to this podcast or podcasts like this. You're going to second and quadruple question it. They're going to need something to happen to make you want to go there. And I'll give you the perfect example of what I'm talking about. If you listen to the 15-Minute City podcast, one of the cities right now, there's two cities in this country, in this particular country that we live in, in America. Now in England, Great Britain, there's a couple of cities in Europe. But in America, there's two cities right now, Cleveland and Houston. Okay? Cleveland, Ohio, right? Think of all the things that are happening right now in Ohio. Plant fires, train derailments, plural, meaning more than three. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just saying coincidence, right? Uh, steel plants, chemical plants, all these fires, all this destruction. Since there was something that happened in Cincinnati the other day, um, but you don't hear Cleveland being mentioned in any of these catastrophes. To the point where even in East Palestine, where the first train derailment, the, 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 I shouldn't say the biggest one because they've all been kind of big, but the, uh, the one that kind of started it all, so to speak, you have where they caught the, you know, the, the stuff was leaking, uh, vinyl chlorine or whatever it was, and they caught it on fire and basically <laughs> mustard gassed the whole freaking uh, city, town. These people, they had a town hall meeting like a couple weeks after the fact. These people were begging for help. Not for help to stay in their house, but to get the hell out of that town. And that's what I'm saying. There's going to be something that happens that they're going to do. So in this in central part of Ohio, if you're from Ohio, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But Cleveland's to the north, Cincinnati's to the south. So the, the center of the state, I don't want to say it's... No one lives there, but it's rural. You know, it's farmland. These trains run through these areas. Um, you have, uh, if these chemical spills are getting into the water, into the topsoil, into the air, into the sky, and then it rains, it creates acid rain, you're killing the, the livestock, you're killing the plants, you're killing people. These people are begging to get out of this area. Where, where are you going to put them? Will you move them to Cleveland? So you understand what I'm saying. And, and, and if one of the two cities mentioned in this 15-minute city thing was Cleveland, and you see all this stuff going on in Ohio, is it a test or is it the first stage of, of what is to come? Will... Texas be next? Will Florida be after them? Will California? You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just guessing. So I would say this: pay attention because the collapse is coming. 
It's not coming in waves. It's not coming in droves. But it's trickling. I said before on the show the other day, civilization collapse isn't taken. They're not murdered. They create it themselves. So, um, I don't want to talk about that. Um, this, the, I have an article here, and they keep talking about TV shows, and I don't really... I guess we can kind of go through the... I, I've never watched any of these shows, so you'd have to forgive me, but... So I guess there was a show on CBS called Jericho. It was a post-apocalyptic TV series, Jericho. Uh, the show's premise is uh, that several American cities have been devastated by nuclear weapons. Repeats of the show, you'll find nowadays, but blah, blah, blah. In the Jericho world, as we all know it, has in essence broken down. Society has collapsed. Communication with other towns and our government has been lost. Heat, electricity are at a minimum. And food uh, sources are a problem. So we talk about TV shows. We talk about movies. We talk about situations. And they're called programs. They're programming you. Are they programming you to get used to the idea, oh, that won't be so bad. If if you lose your government, if you lose, if nuclear war hits, or even if it's not even nuclear, if it's a EPM uh, that shuts down the electrical grid, it doesn't necessarily have to be nuclear, right? There was a show, ABC's Lost, right? I think that was a what plane crash, right? It was little food, no social structure or shelter. They had to figure out how to do that, so... You know, why do we bring up these two fictional shows? Simply because there's always at least a, sh- a shred of truth to be found in fiction. You know, some of humanity's greatest inventions and discoveries actually emanate from science fiction. Um, so, like, these television shows, Jericho and Lost, can help shed some light on how we might best react to the situation. First... Remember that total social breakdown is defined by instability. Um, After a woman broke into a Chinese kindergarten back in 01 and injured a female teacher with a knife, there was a public outcry. Simply put, the kinds of violence that have become, unfortunately, somewhat complacent in the United States have never been so in Japan. Along with this, Muso Umura, a criminal psychiatrist, in Nihon University in Tokyo said the following after the event. Sociopolitical and economic instability trigger psychological instability or uncertainty. All of this, I believe, is contributing to a great deal of rising brutal crime in Japan. Unfortunately, if daily stresses and events around the world can set off psychological instability, so certainly can mass issues that cause our social networking and power structure to collapse. So, priorities and considerations in the event of a total social breakdown. Find food and water. So, this is going to be the kicker. Okay. Think about your situation right now. What do you have? If, If the power went off right now, what would you do? Not the power, oh, there's the, someone hit a telephone pole and knocked out the power. I'm saying if shit hit the fan right now. And you lost power. What would you do? So in Florida, we have hurricanes. So we know a hurricane's coming. We go and buy ice and we get gas for our generators and we get prepared. Right? We buy plywood to cover our windows. We do this and we do that. We get prepared. If you're asleep tonight and shit hits the fan, are you prepared? And even if you're prepared for a hurricane, that's a couple of days, maybe a week, two weeks at, at tops event, depending on how hard your areas hit. You're talking a situation that could go on for months and years. Are you prepared? Um, I was talking to Chris, and we were talking about this. Do you know how to grow a garden? You know, and with our jobs and with everything we have going on, his, his comment to me was like, well, who has, we don't have time to do that, to tend to a garden and do all that. I said, I get that. 
we don't have time because <laughs> we're working 50 hours a week and you have family and you have, you know, you have other things to do and you don't want to be so, and I, I get it. You don't want to be so consumed by the world coming to an end that it drives you crazy. I completely understand that, but you need to consume yourself with this until, no, I'm joking. You need to at least to know how to do certain things. I would rather learn how to grow a garden now while I can go to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever, Ace Hardware, and get supplies to do so and go on YouTube or whatever and learn how to do that while I can. <laughs> I don't want shit hit the fan. Everything shuts down. Lowe's, Home Depot, all these places are out of business. There's no internet. There's no electricity. How are you going to learn to do these things? Do you have a first aid kits? Do you have medicine? Do you have any idea how to make the medicine extended? Do you have any idea how to make penicillins, antibiotics? Do you have any idea how to filter water? How to plant a garden? How to use a gun? Why do I need a gun, Don? Well, two things. Protection and food. Okay? When I think of the collapse of, of civilization, okay, people are going to freak out. Hungry people are going to freak out. You could have your house, you could be collecting rainwater, you could be doing all the things that you think is right for your family. Let me give you one piece of advice. Do what you think you need to do. Keep it to yourself. Don't go on Facebook and say, oh, look at all this food we bought. Oh, we started a rain storage collection situation. Oh, I'm starting a compost heap so I can grow my own, you know, have my own fertilizer, natural, so I can grow my own food. Keep it to yourself. Okay? And why do I say that? Because if you get on Facebook, if you get on Twitter, if you get on whatever, if you get on TikTok, and you start spouting all the shit, the government knows that. If they're our enemy, the people that you don't want to know know that. And your neighbors know that. And hungry people are going to know that. So you do what you have to do to provide for your family. But most importantly you better be able to protect them. I'm not saying you need to go to the gun store and buy an arsenal. I'm not saying that. But you need to go to the gun store and buy an arsenal. No. Buy a shotgun. If, if you're uncomfortable with guns, I, I understand. But I'm telling you right now, when the people come knocking on your door and banging on you, I'm not talking about the police or the government or whatever, I mean, you might need it for that too, but I'm just talking about the random person. You need to be able to protect yourself. Buy gold. Buy silver. <laughs> cool. You know what I say? Buy brass. Whatever gun you have or guns you have, be able to arm yourself. Because if your home is your castle, now people can argue the fact that you won't have your home. They're going to drag you out of it. Okay, that's, that's fine. But I also... That's not fine. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but that's also not going to happen immediately. If shit hit the fan right now, the, the government, the military, the whoever, isn't going to sweep through all these neighborhoods and these towns and collect all the people. They won't be able to do that. Which is why <clears throat> I don't foresee it being a cataclysmic event that happens all at once. It's going to be situations like we're watching in Ohio where it's... They're nitpicking a state. Why Ohio? I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> like I've said plenty of other times when we talk about technology and, and progression moving forward, it's all based on convenience. You literally cause an event that happened in Ohio that's happening multiple times in Ohio. And, uh, oh, yeah. That's good. That's happening. These people are begging to leave. You don't have to convince them. 
You understand what I'm saying? They're wanting to leave. Please get us out of here. That's what I'm talking about. If you live in an area by train tracks or a river or whatever, and that happens, how are you going to, what are you going to do? I'm not saying go buy a gas mask. I'm not, I'm not saying that stuff. I'm not telling you to freak out. But my, my thing to Chris was this. I kind of know how to grow a garden. And I started growing one a couple years back. And it's right. He's right. It's hard to um, commit that kind of time to it because it is a job. Okay? But it's a job and I can go to Lowe's and get the proper dirt. And I can get a sprinkler system. And I can maybe get some soaker hoses. And I can get, I can get all these things to make it easier. And it's still tough. What are you going to do when those places don't exist or they've been wiped out by the crazy mob? So my advice to you is this. Get you some books. Don't worry about the Internet. Don't worry about downloading. I heard someone I was listening to a podcast and they were like, download stuff onto your phone. (laughs) What good is that phone going to be if you have no service? You know, forget having a, oh, I got a, like I have solar battery chargers. That I use for like when the, when the, uh, well, I have solar, but I also have plug in ones, but like solar ones so I can charge my phone, power goes out, whatever. That's all fine and dandy, but if there's no cell service and no internet, that phone is useless. <laughs> Buy you a ham radio. Get books on how to survive, how to do the simple things. And what I mean by simple things is first aid, building a fire, filtering water. Making fertilizer for a garden. Composting. Those are things you can actually start doing now. Buy your books. Get you a, you know, keep them in your closet. Do whatever you have to do. And practice. Oh, it's Saturday. You know, the wife's at work. I don't have nothing to do. I'm going to figure out how to build a fire without a lighter. Right? Do you have the ability to do that? Do you know how to do that? You have what it takes to be able to do that. You can get these survival books and they'll tell you, they give you tricks of the trade, things that you like. And I'll tell you right now, I collect dryer lint because that's a great fire starter. All you got to do is give a spark. Do these things now. Start composting now. If you have the ability, start collecting rainwater. Some states it's illegal. Uh, Why? I mean, why would collecting rainwater be illegal? (laughs) Right? Um, Why would you need to collect rainwater? It doesn't rain every day. If you have to grow a garden, you have to be able to water it. You understand? Figure out ways to do these things. Start doing them now. Because if this happens, it's not going to happen tomorrow, hopefully. It might happen next year. It might happen five years from now. But if you're prepared, if you know how to grow a garden without going to Lowe's and getting specific type of soil and fertilizers and stuff like that, you'll, you're ahead of the game. Now, granted, all that's only going to do you any good if you're able to stay in your home. If you live in a house and you have any kind of land, not, not acreage, you could just have a regular size yard. You should be able to grow a garden big enough to feed your family, period. Um, so that's, that's my opinion. I'm going to read through some of these things to, to kind of compare and contrast and, and I'll call bullshit. I'll say it's a great idea. So first things first, find food and water. If there's, if you are someone that believes the world is on the doorstep of Armageddon or could be in for some tough years ahead, you might want to plan for this one in advance. If everything breaks down. One of the first things you'll need is an immediate supply of food and water. Best case scenario, you thought about this before, and the problem to have emergency supply on hand or at your home or office will get you through the first week or two. If not, this, can, this could conceivably become the first order of business. Sustain yourself long enough to come up with a plan. And um, that's kind of where my whole thought process is. Okay, in my house, it's me and my wife. Okay, we don't have months and months and months of food supply. We don't. 
because it's hard to, I mean, we have certain things and you have to really pay attention to the dates because like I said, this isn't happening tonight. It's not happening tomorrow. Um, but you cannot possibly have enough food for a, an event that might last a year or two years or whatever. Oh, Don, you're being crazy. That'd never happen. Okay. That's fine. Um, if you have weapons, ammunition, and like I said, you don't need an arsenal, maybe a gun or two shotgun. I mean, here's my opinion. If you're not big on guns, this is what you should have. This is take it or leave it. This is my opinion. You need a rifle. Nothing big caliber. Something like a twenty-two, something along those lines. If you want bigger, get bigger. But 22s are easy to shoot. Why a twenty-two? Well, for hunting. For hunting small game. Rabbits. You know, whatever you need to shoot to be able to get some, some protein. Okay? Um, obviously, the bigger the caliber, the bigger the animal you can take down. If you live in an area that has deer... Uh, and stuff like that. You obviously you need more than a twenty two, but I'm just saying if you, if you're not a hunter, you're not gonna be hunting deer anyway. So but another thing is you need to learn how to be a hunter. Go to the gun range, learn how to shoot at least what you have. Twenty two will feed your family. A shotgun will protect your family. And maybe a handgun of some sort. You and get something that's common ammo size, twelve gauge, twenty two, maybe a nine millimeter, nine millimeter gun handgun is easy to shoot uh, for everyone, your wife, your older children. Um, stopping power is okay. Uh, obviously, if you want something more, you need to go bigger, forty cal, forty five, something along those lines. The problem with that is the more guns you have, the more the different calibers you have, obviously, the more ammunition you're going to need. If you're not a gun person, you are not going to know what to do. And on top of that, if you're not a gun person and you go and buy a 22 and you go and buy a shotgun, <laughs> buy more than a box of ammo. You, you need more than 20 or 50 rounds. You're going to need substantial amount not saying go buy thousands and thousands of rounds. I'm not saying that. But uh, just learn how to shoot it. I hear, like I said, once again, I'll go back to other podcasts, talk about different uh, training methods. Oh, they have like iTarget and Mantis X and these different computerized shooting things. You put a cartridge in the gun, whatever whatever caliber it is, and you learn how to shoot. The problem with that is, and I, I, I can't really honestly say this because I've never used those systems before but for the life of me I can't imagine it simulates exactly like shooting a gun you might be able to to uh, line up your sights get everything dialed in but you're not going to have the recoil you're not going to have the kick you're not going to have the the loudness the scarcity if that's a word um if you're not used to shooting guns or your wife or whatever is not used to being around that, your kids, it's going to be scary hearing that loud bang. Another thing, if you do buy a gun, buy some ear protection for everybody. Practice. Everyone. Okay? That helps in the finding of food and water. I hate to say this, but it, you might be on an island you know, if you're able to find a group under circumstances where complete social chaos is reigning, you might not want to. You might not want to be by yourself. Uh, first of all, there's physical safety in numbers, and um, regardless, a group will help protect your family, yourself, when further danger arises. Beyond that, group membership will help to meet your need to belong later. So, and what I mean by that is this. <laughs> don't find a group on Facebook. Don't go on Facebook and say, oh, I wonder if there's a survivalist group or if there's a whatever group. Don't go on there now and say, oh, let's find a, a group that we can belong to so when shit hits the fan, we can... You don't know those people. <laughs> Even if you, oh, there's Mary. I know Mary. 
Okay, do you know the other 100 people in the group? Probably not. Are you going to be able to trust these people if you have if you have one friend? Okay, here's 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 my circle. I have my wife, her kids, my kids, their their husbands and wives. I have my mom. I have my sister. Okay. Do I trust, not that I don't trust any of them, but from a protection standpoint, do I trust any of them to be help or hindrance? And I'm not trying to badmouth anyone in my family. I can shoot a gun. My son can shoot a gun. My son-in-law, my stepdaughter's um, husband can shoot a gun. He can also grow food. Okay. Now, the women. Now, my my stepdaughter and her husband, like I said, they they grow food. They have chickens. They have th- those things. They know how to do a lot of stuff that most people don't know how to do. They're going to be a help. My wife, <laughs> she can shoot a gun. She'll be a help. My son's uh, wife. I'm not sure if she can shoot a gun or not. My daughter, I never really taught her. I don't know about her husband. I, they're not those kinds of people. Um, my sister can shoot a gun. Her son can shoot a gun. That's help. Those are help. Okay, shit hits the fan. You need to have enough room for your family, if possible. Okay. Then I have Chris and his family. We're not talking 100 people. I mean, legitimately, we're talking maybe, uh, without counting, 20 people, 25 people. I wouldn't branch out your group too big. Because who can you trust? You have to be able to trust who's in your group. Pick a leader. Who's that leader going to be? And it needs to be consensus. It can't be argumentative. It can't be, I want to be the leader. No, I want to be the leader. But you've got to have some someone that's decisive and knows what they're doing. And you can't break away from that. If you, if you have a family of leaders, that's cool. If you're a leader in your job that you do, if you're a boss man or a boss woman, that's fine. You might know what you're doing in that realm. In this realm, we need to trust who knows what the hell they're doing. Right? Um, protect yourself from the elements with shelter. Do you still have a house? That That's a question mark. We don't know. So if so, that's great. If not, look for natural shelters. Or man-made natural shelters. So how are you going to do that? We live in Florida. There's, there's not a whole lot of caves <laughs> in Florida. Okay? You're going to have to build shelters. You're going to have to be able to get around. You're not going to have a car. You can have a four. Oh, I got a four-wheel drive. I can go off-road. I can do this, that, and everything. Shit hits the fan, and so civilization collapses. You ain't going to have nothing because you're not going to be able to get around. Heating and cooling, there's no electricity. In the state of Florida, it gets hot in the summer. You better figure out a way to be able to keep cool. And it has its moments of getting cold in the winter not like it does up north but I think I'd rather have to try and survive in Florida than Florida than up north even though it gets hot as balls down here in the summertime it doesn't get quite as cold in the wintertime so this 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 other article I have now this is a 10 year old article and this is 15 ways to survive the coming collapse of civilization. So this article was written, written in 2012. So you could sit there and say, oh, it's 2023, Don, and we're still talking about the collapse of civilization, and obviously it hasn't done it yet. Okay, think back to 2012. Things were, we had Obama, not that it was the best day in the world, but it was kind of the beginning 
of the fuckery that we see, at least in this country. And what I mean by that is the division, the, the hatred. You would think electing a black president not once but twice would have brought the country together, but it actually tore us apart more for, for whatever reason. But it wasn't that bad in 2012 and people were talking about collapse of civilization. Fast forward 11 years and it's worse. And it doesn't necessarily matter who the president is. They're just there to, to be there. But I found this list, and I thought it was interesting. Stockpile notebooks and a few pens. It says, stockpiling food is a fool's game. The food will mostly spoil, but notebooks are essential. Why are notebooks essential? Well, like I said, you're not going to have cell phones. You're not going to be able to communicate. So if you have to leave notes, if you have to, uh, or just draw, doodle, just to kind of pass the time goes on to say, learn to frown. Americans spend entirely too much time smiling, particularly when they're not happy. Once cameras no longer exist, smiling will be unnecessary. Practice frowning now. I've got that down, so we're good. Listen to children. Children make the best conversations, and they are genuine, at a, genuine geniuses, I'm sorry, at adaption. And, and it's true. I started thinking when I was reading this, I was like, well, my, my granddaughter, Layla, she's going to be 11 this year. Smart as a whip. Her sister, Luna, will be six. Funny as hell. It's interesting to have conversations with either of them. It's not good to have a conversation with both of them at the same time because they're trying to compete with each other. But Layla, talk your off. You can pass some time. They, the ch- a child's imagination is crazy. The key is making them feel safe and comfortable. You'll get better conversations if they're not scared. Write songs. All right. After civilization goes bye-bye, you won't be able to download songs by the Beatles or Lady Gaga. Not that I would download songs by Lady Gaga. To hear music, you'll need to write it yourself, so get started. All right. I've already got some. Here we go. Know thyself. The first couple of years that I went, this is the article, that I went to Indian restaurants, I always already ordered curried vegetables. It's the cheapest entree, and I never had much money. Then one day I noticed that curried vegetables had no taste. For another dollar, I could buy uh, potatoes, peas, and cauliflower, which tastes fabulous, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know what that, what was it? Know thyself, who cares? Um, move beyond self-help. Do self-help books actually help anyone? Some people must benefit or believe they benefit from them or the entire industry would bankrupt. But I suspect the opposite of self-help would be more effective. I plan to write a book called blah, blah, blah. Um, self-help books. I, I don't know if that's like a self-help like uh, internally, I, you know, to for mental stress. I don't know. But books in general, you know, this is assuming obviously if you're out and about, you're not going to be able to traips a whole bunch of books around um books that i would have on hand for like i said earlier survival guides how to do this how to do that those types of things first aid survival books how to build shelters how to build fires how to build this that and the other thing those things you can go on amazon now you can go to the bookstore buy them they're not crazy expensive and start reading them now then maybe get you a couple paperbacks of whatever whatever you like preferably, you know, fantasy-based stories to take your mind off of stuff. And remember the Earth. Once a day, remember that you live on a, on a globe largely covered with blue water, slowly rotating. All right. Here's a key. This is something my wife will have to learn. Lower your standards. <laughs> um... That's true. If you live a certain life, every, well, I shouldn't say every, but I would assume the majority of everybody listening to this lives in a sheltered environment. I'm not saying you have a house. You might have an apartment or a condo or whatever. But I would assume that most of everybody has 
air conditioning and heat and maybe you have TV, you have a computer, you have a cell phone, you obviously have a smartphone, you wouldn't be listening to the show. <laughs> what are you going to do when all that goes away? Lower your standards. Maybe spend some time outside and get used to that heat a little bit. Listen to the quiet radio. Listening to the radio so softly that you can't hear the words. Pay attention to what the radio might be saying. Observe mice. <laughs> if your house has mice, study them. <laughs> Where do they live? Where do they emerge? Why do they scamper? What foods do they prefer? If your house has mice, you have bigger problems. Oh, Start a book garden. So this says, uh, clear a plot of land 10 by 5 feet. Bury 12 books upright in the soil so that only two or three inches of each volume shows. Next time a friend comes to visit, gesture towards your garden and nonchalantly remark, I'm growing books. <laughs> wash your hands in the air. Okay. Normally we wash our hands with water, soap and water. But there are other options. Wash your hand in the air cleanses the etheric energy field. All right. Be a loser. The first shall be last. The meek shall inherit the earth. Those quotes from Jesus' sermons on the mount, which possibly projects the world after civilization's demise, in case Jesus is, Jesus is right, become a loser today. All right. Combine the happiness of honey with the sadness of salt. Follow this recipe. Half a cup of clover honey and a fourth teaspoon of sea salt. All right. Mix together and spread on toast. A couple things. Learn how to make bread outside. Buy honey. Honey lasts. Honey's a healer. Learn about natural remedies for headaches and sores and cuts and learn those because if shit hits the fan, you're not going to have the local drugstore to run to. So, you know, that's essentially it, guys. My advice to you is this. If, if I want to give a DTOM list of what to do. Now, I'm going to give you an assumption that you are able to stay in your house. And, and I'm saying assumption with that because I would assume the whole point of a collapsing of society is to get people into these 15-minute cities or smart cities or freedom cities or whatever you want to call them. So you're not going to be in your house for long. So you have to make a decision. Are you going to follow the pack to the city? Or are you going to venture out on your own or with your group? Those are decisions that have to be made. And you might even have, like I mentioned my family. I mentioned my sister, my mom, and the kids, and so on and so forth. Some of them might not want to come. You know, they might rather the, the conveniences. They might not be willing to lower their standards. You understand? And... Unfortunately, you're going to have to be able to live with that separation. And, and I'll say it like this. My mom is 71. I have 71. She'll be 72 this year. I'm not taking... I mean, I'm no offense to my mom, but I'm not trying to drag her around, trying to run from whoever and survive out in the, in the wilderness. That's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But there's going to be people in your life that don't want to lower their standards. It could be your mom. It could be your sisters. It could be your husband. It could be your wife. You have to make choices. If your wife, for example, isn't willing to do that, you love your wife, you're going to go with her. Hopefully, your wife loves you and she goes with you. How are you going to survive? What are you going to be able to take with you to survive? Okay. You need a bug out bag. You need stuff in that bag that you can survive with. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Get you the books that I talked about. How to build fires, how to do this, how to do that. They're not big encyclopedia books. They're big enough. You can put them in a bag, read them, study them. Don't study them and try to memorize them because you'll forget Take them with you. Bag These uh, books will teach you how to load a bag and what you need to have. So there's bag. If it's you and your wife, if you have older boys or whatever, 
Make everyone a bag. Okay? And I'm going to say it. People aren't going to want to hear this, but you need weaponry. You need knives. You need an axe. You need ways to sharpen knives and axe. You need guns. Not saying that you're going to have to fight an army. I'm not trying to tell you to load up because you're going to have to face the world. But you're going to need to protect yourself from whomever or whatever. If you're out and about and an alligator, we live in Florida, alligator rolls up on you. You're not going to shoot away. You might have wild packs of dogs. There's wild boars. There's, you know, there's stuff that you're going to have to be able to survive with. Be able to protect yourself. Take some food, whatever you can carry, and then you're going to have to use it sparingly. If you're used to eating 2,000, 3,000 calories a day, good luck. You're going to have to really cut back. Figure out ways to filtrate water on the run. Ways you can do that. Buy life straws. Buy, you know, in your books, they'll teach you how to filtrate water. They'll teach you how to do those things. Learn how to do it now. Lower your standards because it's going to taste like shit. But it's going to be fine. You need water to survive. And some clean clothes, underwear... You obviously aren't going to be able to take 500 pairs of of whatever. So you're going to have to know how to clean that stuff in a river, in a lake. Lower your standards. It's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be really tough for a very lot of us. If you were in the military, if you used to go hunting, you can kind of understand but how low were your standards? You at least had a light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light. You're stuck in the tunnel. You have to make your light. So, it's going to be tough. Especially if you have a wife like mine that's foo-foo and, and whatnot. I'm not saying she's going to leave me because she wants to you know, go to the Freedom City and live high on the hog. I, at least I hope not. But um, choices will have to be made, obviously. If your wife wants to go one way and you want to go another, are you going to do that? You love your wife and go with her. Or hopefully she loves you and goes with you. I guess you'll you'll find out then. But anyway, this isn't a way to scare you guys. It's more of a ways to open your eyes. This isn't going to happen today. But if you don't prepare today, what are you going to do? I can sit here and lecture you all day long. And I'm not even kind of prepared. I'm probably prepared more than a lot of you guys. But, you know, you watch these shows about preppers and stuff like that. And I would say even some of those people aren't as prepared as they think they are. Do the little things to help yourself get prepared as best as you can. Be able to fight as long as you possibly can. Because, like I've said before, until we, the people, stand up and say enough is enough, we're either going to die or you're going to submit. Your choice is yours. All right, guys, with that being said, today is March 10th, 2022. I'm sorry this had to be such a solemn episode, but it was kind of one of those things where it just needed to be said. Um, and the good thing is, is you can believe that I'm sincere in what I say. And the reason I say that is this. I'm not sitting here telling you, oh, go to my Patriot Spy, use promo code blah, 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 and get 20% off, and da, 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 da. Uh, go buy gold and silver, da, 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 da. Go, you know, I'm not telling you that because I don't, I'm not sponsored by any of those people. So I'm telling you to, <laughs> if you have the extra money, you want to buy some gold and silver, knock yourself out. If you have the extra money and you don't have a gun, you might want to go do that. You might want to buy some ammunition. You might want to buy some self-help books on how to do things. Because I would assume, if you're listening to this, you really don't give a shit about having gold and silver as much as you have 
the need to survive. Take it for what it's worth, guys. With that being said, please make sure you share this episode with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. If you're on Apple and or uh, Spotify, uh, give us a five-star rating. I'm not sure that uh, Samsung does that. I, I don't know. But if they do, hook us up. And then most importantly, guys, please share this with your friends. And uh, follow us on social media, Don't Tread on America. And like I said, the best place to find us is on our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Subscribe there. You'll get updates. You'll see my blogs. You'll see some YouTube videos that I did like a year or so ago before they started demonetizing me. And uh, from there, you can message us if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, whatever. You can send them there. And I'll get back to you as soon as possible. All right? Other than that, guys, you have a great day. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you again on probably Sunday. See you later.